0: Hello, Internet, and welcome to Day 2 of our European 2017 Spring Split Team-by-Team Preview episodes. We've already covered the orange and black of Fnatic and what they've done with their roster change, and Chase Redshirt King-Wastonar is joining me once again to talk about another European roster, if I if I do say so myself. Chase, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely day? I'm doing great.
1: You know, this is one of those things, if, if Fnatic is the soul of the European LCS, and that they've been the ones that have been around for the longest, that have had so many different dominant runs over the years, uh, the team we're talking about today is the one that has defined last year's european scene they were the face of 2016 uh for better and for worse when it came down to what europe had to offer on the international stage and while they didn't necessarily live up to expectations in any real way uh when the international tournaments rolled around i still uh think that there are tons of uh perks and benefits to rolling the roster back the way they did so see yeah, i made a pun- about them.
0: i made a pun in the last episode and you have to try and one-up me here huh Always, always, Walter. What kind of podcast would it be otherwise? <laughs> would you say that, that G two are like the angsty teenage years of the of the European LCS? Does that is that what they fit the mold? Is this like the angry sixteen to eighteen year old European LCS? I,
1: I think this is the universe getting back at us for all those Joey Young book jokes over the years. I really—that's <laughs> the best explanation I have. It's that and throwing oh, listen, Ocelot a bone so that the last thing he's remembered for is not being victim to x backdoor. So, all in all, I, I look, I like this G2 team. They, they're they running it back. That's incredibly exciting, you know, just to not... You know, we you can put up the tab of all the player changes if we wanted to, but there isn't one. So, there's, there's nothing really to uh, have to analyze on that side. We just get to look at it and say... Well, what did they produce last split? Well, last split, they got first place in Europe and they got first place in Europe.
0: Yeah, yeah they, of course you run that back. They were they were fantastic. They went 10 wins, 8 ties, no losses in the uh, in the summer regular season. That was good for first place. <laughs> then they won the summer playoffs. They were they're the number 1 team in Europe over the entire summer. I don't think they were I don't think they were behind at any point in the summer. I think they were no. number 1 from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a, a very lackluster performance at Worlds. They were they they got their group stage. They were last place in, in group A. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't good. It was reminiscent of MSI. It was a nice vacation for them across the United States. Uh, <laughs> they had Europe's most valuable player in Trick. They had three first team All-Pros in Trick, Zven, and Mythi, and a second team All-Pro in Perks. And they ran the entire roster back. We've got Expect in the top lane, Trick in the jungle, Perks as the mid laner, Zven as the AD carry, Mithy as the support, and our long-lost lover, Joey Youngbuck, as their coach. Can we call him that? I, I miss the days I, I mean we we can him on Copenhagen Wolves and <laughs> his top-lane Kennen, but, like, man, he's done that bang-up job as, as the head coach of this roster. I know that excites me, but, but Chase, what about this roster excites you?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it's one of those things where you have to get excited when you see something approaching a dynasty. And that's what G2 is very close to saying. If they were to be able to pull off another championship in this run, it would be their third straight LCS championship. There are very few teams in either of the major LCS one. regions that have done that. Just One, one. team. Fnatic. Fnatic, there you go. So that's, I mean, in a, in a universe in which you're expecting teams and players to, to kind of change hands and jostle for position, they have a chance to really do something special here. And while Expect isn't necessarily, you know, the top laner that we imagined uh, a team that with as much star power as they have here would have, let's face it, they've still got a two time MVP in Trick, they've got the Rookie of the Year in, in perks. Uh, when he entered it in the spring, and uh, you know, was also first team all pro. You've got the strongest bot lane in Europe. I mean, there's just it's a plethora of riches if you just look at how they've competed against their European brethren, and as far as you know, getting them set up for the future and, and getting excited about their potential, you have to look at that and say, this is a base that teams would dream of building off of. The split that they had last split is the best jumping board you could hope for and honestly I'm not seeing any huge changes from the off season that would tell me that suddenly one of these players is going to be drastically out of the meta. So I I'm excited for just this team in general just getting better chance, you know, more chances to play with each other, more chances to to build that synergy up and just really take advantage and potentially do something very special here. Now,
0: it- they didn't have the greatest of international showings last year. We no. we can admit that. It was not very good at MSI. It was not very good at the World Championship. They were the, the first team to lose to Elvis Knox And it mm. was not it was not helpful. It was not it it was not good. It was no. bad. It was very, very bad. But despite that, I kind of think Trick and Zven and Mithy are like world class at their position. Am, am yeah. I crazy? Am I like crazy for thinking this? Uh with with
1: Trick you might be, and, and maybe this, we'll, okay. I mean, we'll we'll get into it later because I want to go in okay. more detail with him. But I, I do think that they do have the potential to have be, to be world class players. It's yeah. always hard to do that outside of Korea because Korea is where world class players are tested and tried <laughs> under the "Can you beat SKT? Can you beat the Super Team KT?" You know, whatever. It's, it's always hard to say, but certainly the individual talent that uh, G two has shown in in regional play. Is there, and when you look at why they failed internationally, I think it's a lot more complex than uh, some of the arguments that I've seen parroted before. So That's,
0: that was just something I, I've been thinking: yeah. is like, man, we really talk of these guys. Like, have they have they reached that point yet? Because they yeah. have blown away all competition basically uh, in Europe. Yes. Uh, but someone hasn't necessarily blown away competition for you, and this is. Maybe our second most divisive player in in league recent league time between you and I. Why do you dislike perks so much? I don't dislike perks.
1: I, we, we've been on. See, people who have listened to this podcast <laughs> know that. I have been uh, one in Perks' corner for a very long time. I was one of the people that That's said That's not
0: that, what the sheet says right now. You I'm, are nervous about Perks. I might why? be wrong, because I oh. might be wrong.
1: Because I watched Worlds and I realized maybe I'm wrong. And I don't know why I'm wrong. I can't figure it out. I've crunched the numbers so many times, and I swear to you, I'm just... You know you you go over the poem right with the meme that goes over all of social media my rise is bad my Azir is worse he would have combined twelve and two on those champions in the summer split before he go before the playoffs went all out he didn't play either of them in the playoffs so those are the numbers we have 12 and two and there's a meme about how bad he's supposed to be on those so obviously the guy has so much more talent than he gets credit for in those particular circles people really hone in on these really Few really bad games when you look consider just sample size as a whole, right? It, but at the same time, as much as I would love to say, well, he's played 16 games internationally and over si- 70 games within the region, and the 70 games probably matter more than the 16, we can't ignore the fact that those 16 happened when the pressure was on the most, and You know, he's talked about this before in Twitlongers and everything else. Uh, Some of it seems to be an ego thing where he says he didn't necessarily practice as hard as he should because he felt as confident uh, in his play and his ability to perform. Uh, You know, that was what he said after MSI. After Worlds, he said that, you know, he just took the first loss they had really hard and it just kind of got in his head and stuck there like a parasite. And the problem with that is that if that's true then he is shakeable, And that is dangerous when you're trying to do something like as historic as what G2 is attempting this split. You need a mental resilience to be able to play at the top level on the big stage. And, you know, you gotta give him credit. He is an incredibly talented player. His regular season stats, the number of different champions that he has been able to be successful on, the, the way he is able to use that aggression to push his team forward has been so much fun to watch. But it's also something that he has been punished for. And now we're going to have this whole off-season where people are going to do nothing but watch film of the ways in which international teams, including Albus Nox Luna, as you pointed out, were able to pick on him and exploit him and lure him into traps and get him to phase-dive underneath an inhibitor tower for no reason. No, I have not forgotten you did that, Perks. I will never forget that you did that, Perks. It was one of the silliest plays I've ever seen. But, you know... I just don't know what to say about this guy. He, everything on paper, when you look at how he performs in Europe and the style that he brings, fits so well until it matters most. And at some point, you have to wonder if some European team, if the changes that you know rosters like H two K or the you know the unicorns of love or even this new misfits that we're seeing, if they can really take a run at it and they can start attacking him and really trying to put him on the defensive. Can he hold up? Does he have the resilience to go through an entire split of best of threes, knowing that there is all this pressure on him and all the memes and jokes behind the scenes? Can he do it? I want to say yes. I've always wanted to say yes, but we've got sixteen games that say no.
0: And it's incredible because I'm I'm going to defend the guy a little here. Yeah, you're so nervous about him, and I mean, typically the guy's like, oh, he doesn't show up. at Worlds like I'm. Perks! <laughs> and this has been a kid that he he's still incredibly young. We were talking yes. yesterday about Caps being, you know, only 17. Like, Perks is like 18. He's still a young guy. This has been his first full split mm-hmm. in the LCS and, and competing. These were his first two international events. And, yeah, 16 games is – that used to be a whole split. Like, <laughs> at some point that used to be a whole split and you mm-hmm. go, okay, that's kind of something there. Uh, but he has been one of the two mid laners in Europe to be very vocal about looking for self-help books and constantly, you know, asking for all, okay, where else can I learn to better myself, all these other things. The other mid laner, we'll talk about tomorrow, wink, 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 hinted who we're talking about tomorrow. Oh, and boy. he's just shown a, a maturity in the off season and, and seems like he is trying to get better and he does want to better himself. Mm-hmm. Um But at the same time, he's only known success in Europe, so that is very worrying that if they do come out and they are a little flat or they do get hung up at some point during the year, what happens to him? Well, his mentality tank? you know, because he's been a very key part to their success in Europe. Throughout the majority of the regular split in the summer, it was the perks and tricks show. It wasn't Sven and Mithy. They were there as secondary cogs to sort of make everything work. When Kikis did leave and that pressure sort of got you know, gotten taken away. It was perks roaming that really made up for some rather poor TP timing from expect. Mm-hmm. So it is slightly worrying, but he does have this bot lane training wheel of Zven and Mithy to help, you know, prop him up while he's still sort of trying to find himself. Um, I'm not quite nearly as worried about him because no one has challenged them for Europe at all. Last year was their domain. It was their plaything, And Chase, one of those reasons was the explosive breakout back-to-back MVP seasons from their Korean jungler Trick. Is that Does Trick decide what happens for G2 this spring? Is he the, the, the key cog for them to be successful again? You know, it's funny. I, I mentioned before that I think that G2
1: had to be this successful because, G, you know, Joey Youngbuck needed to get back at us. I'm almost positive the Trick has become a two-time MVP because CJ Entis will never
0: stop screwing Three me over. Three episodes. We are like less than an hour <laughs> into 2017, and he's got to get the CJ Entis point in. Look, you can't say I'm not
1: consistent, right? Say what you will about my analysis, right. but it is it is consistent. Look, I love Trick. I've always rooted for the guy. I, I feel like he's got a great mind for the game. He is one of the lost souls, the many lost souls that were on the CJ Entis uh, ship back in the day, but he has been given this new life in Europe, and he has been... So crucial in every bit of their success. If you talk about, you know, why was Perks so great at roaming? Well, it's a because Perks is incredibly naturally talented, and b because Trick knew exactly where the enemy was going to be, basically all the time. It's it's so much fun watching Trick play, especially in Europe, where there are you know the nine teams. He knows what to expect, and he seems to be, at, at least from what I can tell, a, a total film junkie and just understanding what the uh, enemy teams likely plays are going to be and it's allowed them to get away with some not as great vision as you might expect from a team that's as dominant as they are because you don't need vision when you already know where the enemy is and how to exploit it and that has been what has set g2 apart from every other team in europe it's not that they're it's not just that they're very talented because every player on this team with maybe an exception of expect is a incredibly talented player, potentially the best at their position. There's a reason that we they were all second-team, all-pro or better. But it's one of those things where you look at what Trick did at Worlds and you wonder, is this something that he's going to be able to continue to do every split? Or are people going to start doing to him what he did for an entire year to the rest of the European junglers. And that's going to be the key, because for this team to succeed, for this team to have a chance to really pull off that historic three-peat, he has got to be able to be as huge of the the leader of the team in, in just shot-calling and mentally understanding how to pick apart their opponent's weaknesses as he was when he dominated uh, with these last two splits. And... It's going to get harder and harder as people get more and more film on G2 and as more and more different junglers come in from across the world. And I can't wait to see how he rises to that occasion because that's going to be very fun to watch. Uh, again, a very talented, methodical, uh, mental player just do his thing.
0: See, I, I you, know, you nailed it. I think for Europe... I, I've repeated the point, but... This is G2's show. Mm. Europe is G2's stage. It's their playground. It's where they go and they play racquetball and they bounce it off of everybody else's foreheads. They are the, you know, playground bully that takes that rubber dodgeball and keeps throwing at you and chasing you around. And then, you know, at some point, does the bully grow up and you come back, you know, for your 25-year high school reunion and he's working at the Kinkos? I (laughs) – at some point – It's going to go one of two ways for G2. It's going to go that way where they're going to be the guy working at Kinko's or it's going to go and he's going to become the president of the United States and we can't really (laughs) do anything about it. Oh boy, we're going there, I mean, it it could, but it's up to the rest of Europe, I think, to match Hmm. G2 and to knock them off this pedestal. And when I look at this team, there's two positions where I go, yeah, that can absolutely happen. Top lane, expect is not the best top laner in Europe. Mm -hmm. Sorry, everyone. I know that's a shocker. (laughs) <laughs> Perks, I feel like there are players that can definitely match him. Uh, we've seen Knight uh, on, on Giants definitely kind of emerge last year. We don't know who's going to emerge this year. There are players like Fabivin who were really good you know, a year ago and then sort of teetered off in summer. He could come back. I think that that's another position where you can really get after G2 in terms of talent. Trick is the next one. Because there's a guy again, we're going to talk about him tomorrow that had a really good world championship and might catch up to him. Mm -hmm. But this bot lane, there is not a bot lane in Europe that are close to these guys, yeah. And really, really, if you want to unseat G2, that's what you got to meet. You got to get somebody who can at least neutralize what Sven and Mithy are able to do and I think it's Mithy more so the roaming that he does, the ganking that he does him and Trick are they're like this yeah. when they go on some of their roaming and their scouting missions they are on fire with chaining their CC's and everything um, so I really think G2 has laid down the gauntlet and they got the belt they're the champions they're they're AJ Styles and they're challenging you know Dean Ambrose and John Cena and all these other guys come get it from me, I'm the man I'm the face that runs the place. So that's interesting to me will be who can actually contend with G2. So I think that they're a top 3 team through the regular season going into summer. Like if they don't make the semifinals, something is incredibly something, you know, just drastically wrong has happened. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think, Chase? Where where do you think they end up? I I think
1: they're the favorites to win again until proven otherwise. And I think it's for the exact reason that you pointed out, which is that I don't see a single bot lane in Europe that can contend with Sven and Mythic. And once you realize, like, okay, well, you can't win in the bot lane, G2 says, awesome, so we'll pick on your bot laners all the time. We'll just send Trick down to gank there because we know we can win that lane. We'll send Perks down to Roam down there because we know we can win that lane. And expect, for, for everything that he is, he's also a guy who's now got some time in an offseason uh, to learn and, and really improve on the timings and really understand the communication and, and what the team needs from him uh, on a play-to-play basis, and that's huge for these guys. You know, I I said I was worried about perks. That doesn't mean that I don't think he's going to rise to the occasion. It just means that I you know that's the potential weak link if everything goes wrong for him. And everything I see from the stats and the numbers that I've looked at in the film that I've watched from when he was playing against all of the guys that we're likely to see in the split, he looks really good. He's just a very strong player. They've got four incredibly strong players, and the core of this team just having that consistency, everything about this just screams three-peat to me. It's just going to be a question of whether someone can really unseat Trick as the most valuable player and do for that team what Trick is already doing for G2, but guess what? He's already doing it for G2! So that's fine. Fair I'm enough. happy with this for G2. I think they're the favorites to win it all. Uh, at the very least, I think they're finalists. I would be shocked if they don't finish top two. Uh, that would have had to be a that there would be roster changes, I would imagine, if they didn't finish top two.
0: Fair enough. You guys have heard it here first. Your 2017 European Spring Split <laughs> Champions. G2. Esports, oh, Man, That's... I can't wait for someone to save that soundbite
1: and play it for me three months from now. It's going to be when great. They're, when
0: they're getting relegated. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you know what? That is going to do it for us for now. We've covered two European teams in the Origin Black of Fnatic and the Silver Samurai of G2. And over in North America, we've covered Team Solo Mid. And we've trusted the process and the Philadelphia 70... I mean, Team Dignitas... <laughs> Joel Embiid is in fact not playing for them. Yes. As always, yes. you could. Can... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He might be a good mid laner. We don't know yet. But. As for us, you can follow me at C80s underscore LOL. Chase, where can the good folks at home find you? You can find me at RedShirtKing. I'd love to hear where you guys come down on G2.
1: Obviously, they did a a lot of very interesting, very fun things last split. They're a very aggressive team, so certainly uh, they've built up a fan base for all the right reasons. And uh, I can't wait to see what you guys think about them as well. So please, at RedShirtKing, let's keep the
0: conversation going. Absolutely, and come back again tomorrow where we'll do one more North American team and one European team. And if you haven't guessed the European team by now, I really don't think I can forgive you. So, until next time, goodbye. (sighs) Hey there, Cades here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash rough drafts pod for just a dollar a month you can join your fellow listeners in our patron only discord channel and help keep the content coming or join our vip club where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content like our patron only q and a's and check us out on all of our social media twitter at rough pod facebook.com backslash rough drafts pod soundcloud.com backslash esports rough drafts as well as on itunes and youtube by just searching for the rough drafts podcast thanks for listening and goodbye internet